Polished my shoes, bought a brand new hat, moved to a town that time forgot. Where I don't have to shave or be approachable, no, I can do just what I want. I want to walk in the Howling wind till it scatters all my thoughts. Sit all alone on the river bank till I forget that I can talk. Just listen. They say everyone has a choice to make, to be loved or to be free. I told you once I felt invisible and I guess by now you see that what I meant is I'm not out there. Until finally I can leave Some loneliness is acceptable And then sun's just outright me It gets even The ivory curls up the garden wall Builds a ladder towards the sun It can't be my climb But who's gonna mind If I claim it can be done Illusion Boarded a train to take my memories back, make up for time that I have lost. I'll never know if I'm delusional. I just believe that I am not. I'm gonna work for my sanity, give it everything. Though so far I have cheated death, I know someday I'll get caught. Just living. So here we go, and it's beautiful. Get your trumpet, get your drum. Oh, we'll be keeping time in a second line. It can make you feel so young. I know you say you'll go all the way, but that's not quite far enough. Someone told me that same.
thing Someone told me that same thing Someone told me that exact same thing once Okay, you will have to excuse my air purifier and air conditioner. I have a child with allergies who requires both. And having gone through it myself as a child, I know exactly um, why. <laughs> She requires both. Also, I live in the most thinly veiled wall of apartments, and you can hear every single thing, so it also um, uh, works for my um, insecurity and anxiety to feel like my every single word is not being heard by my neighbors, though I can tell you from experience that I certainly hear their <laughs> theirs. It is both informative and annoying. However, you always feel like you have so much going on in your head the moment before you click play on one of these things. So, forgive me for rambling for a minute and a half with no substance. Um, entertaining, perhaps. Substanceless, yes. Um, I'll tell you what I'm doing instead. I am... Um, let's see. I guess just kind of getting back to being hands-on. I've kind of been really automated as of late um, in terms of services and actions. <laughs> um, that's another conversation altogether. But I realized it's been nearly a year since I chopped my locks, which is um, impressive how time flies. It's, I think, exactly like nine months but that seems so long ago. Um, and my daughter, for my daughter, it's still traumatizing to her that I don't have locks. We were looking at um, some older pictures from a year or so ago. And every time my locks, she's like, your beautiful, beautiful locks. Look at how dope your locks are. <laughs> Please bring them back. Um, and I intend to, I always intended, um, to at some point cut them all off and, um, grow a second set. Um, but I'm in no rush. I enjoy my hair as most people would a plant growing, um, and just like, keeping it fed with the right mix of nutrients and the right amount of neglect and just enough like 
um, manipulation, I guess. Um, so, after um, just kind of being more mindful of my hair, I'm really sorry this is turning into a hair vlog. <laughs> um, yeah, but being really mindful of my hair, um, I have kind of just succumbed to the fact that I have really soft hair and that any amount of friction or um, wind or whatnot will want to take it with it. So I have been wearing a very, very lightweight um, scarf to bed and it is very loose and that it can very easily slide off my hair which has been a game changer for me because sleeping with scarves um, when they shift in the night they tend to in staying on my head are pulling my hair so it's been a game changer it's comfortable and I've had it for years and it's really I would have thought too loose to be a headscarf but um, my head is constantly cold now that I don't have locks so if it comes off or slides off a little bit in the night I notice and I readjust it but it stays on really well I've also um, kind of um, started to get a better quality of sleep so I'm not tossing and turning as much on my pillow as I was doing uh, I guess for most of my life which was really wreaking havoc on uh, the sides of my hair um let's see what else um I shaved my head <laughs> that was really fun I watched a lot of videos um, not, when I say a lot, I probably watched, uh, three, two. <laughs> I watched a guy with a very, very, um, nice looking bald head shave his head. And then I watched a, um, a woman that seemed very, um, intelligent in the sense that she wasn't like, you know, you know the ones um, in all genres and races that kind of look clickbaity. She didn't look like that, and she actually looked like a normal person doing something with an adequate amount of intelligence. In a common sense way, I guess is what I mean. Um, and... Um, they both had tips, and I, like, watched it, and it was, I think we were in the middle of a snowstorm, and I had this weird-looking, um, I had this weird-looking afro growing on, and, um, I don't know, the sides of it were just, like, I had, um, shaved the sides let's see um twice 
and the, the, I shaved them the first time to deal with the baldness on the sides and you could see it right away like I wish he would have gone a little shorter you could see the issues where I was bald and I had to keep my hair brushed in a way that didn't really go the way my hair wanted to naturally flow so um, I was so happy and content to quickly grow that hairstyle out and then I kind of shaped my hair to a more natural way that it would part and I had a friend shave off the sides again um, and things I think were going well but I was half-heartedly half-hazardly 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 and half-heartedly trying um, different remedies that I wasn't really sold on just to like try to spark within myself some creativity but I was really just um, working with what I had and doing things that were kind of unpleasant and not ideal for me and my hair didn't really like it a lot either so um, when I have portions of my hair that are unhealthy then the rest of my hair kind of it's kind of like a plant when you have um, you have uh, those uh, portions that are dying off and the other part of the plant is kind of getting the nutrients but if you just leave the dead parts on there how they kind of look very bad but also seem to have an ill effect on the rest of the plant like being mindful of that it was like the sides growing in were just they weren't they weren't living they weren't life and I had this weird afro that I was just not ready for. <laughs> I want to say that I was not Asian enough for. Um, because, you know, um, just from friends of mine, when they've had that shaved side, how Asian hair kind of just grows back in straight. Like, my hair was doing something like that. And then the part, the top was doing something curly and um, kind of more like a fro and I don't hate my hair enough to try to lay my edges um so I decided to um shave it because we were in the middle of a winter storm and um spending money on getting a haircut was just not practical there were other things to spend money on the haircut like I don't know it seems like back in the day it was like seven bucks for dudes to get their haircut I remember when like fourteen dollars was the going rate and seemed like a lot and now it's like twenty five dollars if you want to walk into a barbershop and get your haircut and you need to tip you know so you're not a jerk and as a woman you know you get the fun of being the woman in a barber shop, which, like, I've never had a disrespectful experience once, one time, the very first time I ever shaved my hair. I was in um, a, I want to say it was a Dominican, mm, mm, I want to say Dominican, it might have been Puerto Rican, so forgive me. 
but I lived in an area of town that was um, very much Dominican. Um, and I want to say that they were Dominican, but um, they refused to cut my hair because I was a woman. <laughs> um, and they actually called the owner of the shop that was a woman to come and do it because they all refused to do it. And she really wanted me to um, let her straighten it afterwards and put color in it. And um, I really, really, really did not want to do that. I wanted my natural hair. And so we like went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And finally I got what I wanted, but they were just, it was in this way of just like, okay, man, if you want to look ugly <laughs> and like, you know, the men like praying and just kind of shaking their heads in shame and they're all talking about it and um, I understood enough Spanish to know what they were saying and also um, that was when I lived in Boston and there like depending upon what neighborhood I was in everyone always thought that I was one of them so um, when I was um, when I was with the, <laughs> when I was with the, um, the Dominican, uh, people, they thought I was Dominican. If I was with the Haitians, they thought I was Haitian. If I was like with the Somalis, they thought I was Somali for some reason. Um, Jamaicans always thought I was Jamaican. Cape Verdeans thought I was Cape Verde, like wherever I hung out, that's what they thought I was, and no one ever thought that I was just, like, straight up American black. No one ever thought that. It was just always, but no, but where are you from? And I remember having, like, friends, like, I remember being uh, befriended by these two Cape Verdean girls, and it was not, um, I didn't know that they were hanging out with me because they thought I was Cape Verdean until... Um, a conversation comes up where they are talking about African Americans and how like strict their parents are and how they can never bring um, a nigger home and blah 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 and I was just like wait what <laughs> and it was funny because one girl looked like she was like Spanish to me and the other girl looked like she was African and they were both Cape Verdean and they were very offended and very shocked to find out that I wasn't and we didn't really hang out much after that not from me not hanging out with them they just kind of stopped walking with me to the train after that um uh they also thought I I don't know it was just weird weirdness um they thought I was a lot younger um I was only like 22, but they thought I was like 17 or 18. <laughs> they were like, um, they were like a year younger than me, but they thought that I was like a younger girl that they were taking under their wing, um, for some reason, because I was from Oklahoma, I think, um, 
they were being protective of me and trying to show me the good Cape Verde way to live. And I've had different encounters like that. In San Francisco, I had a landlord that actually I got kicked out because um, he uh, thought that I was a Muslim girl when he rented to me. And he caught me doing some things that were very um, not respectful for a Muslim girl to do, um, such as not covering my hair or um, the length of my skirt one day, um, talking to a male. Um, he uh, was very upset and had a conversation with me about being a good Muslim girl. Um, my name also kind of um, created some confusion. Um, but, uh, and then I have a very Arabic name, but, um, yeah. So, I guess I'm trying to defend the, barber sh the barbers that made me argue for the right to wear my hair however I wanted by saying they thought I was a good like Dominican girl that was like throwing away all chance of happiness by making my hair ugly and um I don't know nappy she really 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 wanted me to relax it and dye it like a bright red color or like a bright orange color and it was just <laughs> I couldn't believe it um I paid so much for that haircut um so that was a little like I guess if clickbait could be an experience, that was that. I was expecting to walk in, point to a picture um, on the little, like, board with the cutting, like, how you want your hair cut, like, number four or whatever, and sit in the chair and triumphantly walk out, like, half an hour later with a freshly shaved head, and it was instead, like, a two- to three-hour process of, yeah just fighting for my right to party, I guess. But, anyway, anywho, um, anytime that I've gotten my hair, um, shaved, it just depends. Sometimes you get people that are really, like, you know, are just, like, so happy to, like, do your hair and they understand it and they are not judging you and they just want it to look the best possible and afterwards they're just like yeah happy to show you the work that they did I've had those people I've had the people that are just dudes that shave their own head and we manage to like uh be in the same realm of their clippers and I've just been like hey can you fade me up real quick I've had that happen um, those usually end up in interesting lineups because they line you up the way they line themselves. <laughs> but I'm just trying to get hair gone, so it works. And, um, so I just really wanted to focus on, um, just figuring out what the situation was with the balding in the exact same area so I've discovered that um, diet played a huge role in it um, not getting enough sleep and not getting restful sleep um, and then just 
never really having a clean slate. So I wanted to take it back to Genesis. <laughs> and it was a snowstorm outside. And um, I had a entire pack of brand new razors but I didn't have clippers and so I just looked up like how to shave your head bald like I see dudes shaving their head with razors those were like the old Gillette commercials like um you know surely I can do this because before I cut all my hair off I saw this psychotic lady um cut her hair off with a razor and it was just a razor going all over her head and just repeatedly repeatedly repeated it was just like her head was turning into a razor bump before my eyes and then afterwards she <laughs> poor thing she finishes the video and she's just still trying to like carry off the um natural hair success vibe story of you know I successfully big chopped my own hair and I feel happy and I look beautiful <laughs> and she's like rubbing her head that has to be on fire <laughs> oh my god um and she's got like a patch of hair that she missed in the back that she's just like ignoring <laughs> It's like a teeny tiny square of afro <laughs> that she's ignoring, just sitting on the back of her head. And you know that she knows it's there because her hand is like rubbing over her head. But when her fingers get to that part, they like part like a V and just kind of stop. And she's just sitting there like trying not to cry and just like, I'm so happy I did this. Like, yeah, so much freedom, and I'm just horrified. And so, you know, I, um, instead of doing that, uh, went to a barber shop, <laughs> and then the, the next time went to a friend who cuts her entire family's heads, like she shaves them to keep them, um, yeah, and it's her uh, interracial Thai family, so I felt comfortable. Like, okay, you can, you, can, you can handle my hair, um, and so, uh, so that was the last. And there's a barber shop like right around the corner that I'm sure does excellent work, but just trying to think of the best ways to spend my money. It's like. Um, I didn't need any special fresh kind of lineup. My hair was still kind of in the parting that I liked. And I had this whole pack of razors. So, like I said, I googled a bunch of videos to a dude and a girl. And then one other person who did it wrong again. So I was like, okay, cool. I knew what I was working with and about how many razors I would need to do this. And, um, yeah. I uh, shaved like the sides of my hair off on one day and I my head felt so smooth and so soft 
and I was in love with it. And I want to say I used aloe to shave it with, so it was, I had made um, homemade aloe vera gel, and so it was awesome. Um, and then a couple of days later, I finally got up the energy to do the back, because the sides were fairly easy, and um, I knew the back was just a lot more hair and going to be a lot harder for me to make sure that I wasn't creating some crazy part. So I didn't do it until, you know, I just really one day felt like doing it. Like it was just like screaming on my head and getting tighter and tighter, like, please manage me. So I finally did it. And then I was like, what was I waiting for? And so I was completely bald and I wore a a knit cap every day because my head was freezing um, but the other reason that I did it was um, one person who uh, who shaved her hair for the same reason as I did who was dealing with alopecia said that she had read that it could make your hair grow back fuller and so I um, it made sense to me and so I did it and that has been the case I've been loving the way it's growing back in and just trying to be really mindful of it and trying to figure out if I want to shave it one more time because I did like the shaved nature of it and I liked not having to worry about that part of my hair because we can just like I like wearing head wraps I like wearing hats I like wearing um scarves I like wearing all sorts of things and it just over the years has worn the sides of my hair down like it's just a constant imprint and so um I liked the freedom of having no hair there for it to rub against um but, so I'm thinking about it, but in the meantime, the top of my hair has finally gotten to that length where it just makes more sense to keep it twisted, um, uh, for, for, like, protection's sake, so it sheds less, and this is actually how I ended up with locks the first time around is because um, I rebuked the lie that was the wash and go <laughs> and decided to have some respect for the hair that was growing on my head instead of uh, trying to um, force comply it into a jerry curl. <laughs> the foolery um so I very quickly learned that twisting my hair resulted in my hair being more moisturized and it kept more hair on my head and there was less shedding and I and less work it was natural and I could wear it from one week to two weeks to whenever I got bored with it and it was Finally, like, I was getting into doing micro um, two-strand twists, 
and my hair was still growing so each time it was more and more twist and I was like I just don't want to untwist it anymore I just want it to stay and so um decided to like lock on a day that I was like I really like these this looks good I could wear my hair like this forever and then my sister came over and saw it and was like no and did me proper um but I'm at that length now where I'm realizing even in this moment as I'm twisting them that like oh I might just be starting locks right now but even so I think I might want to keep the sides um shaved for a while um I can always grow that hair later but right now um and just always and forever I'm a hat person and um yeah <laughs> so I'm gonna stop making myself go bald um my hats win right now soon soon hair you will have your day but I, okay, have I spent like 40 minutes with backstory on my hair journey? I'm so sorry. Whenever this turns into a hair rant, it's hilarious. But I had decided that I needed to moisturize my hair or do something with what I've got. Because um, my hair was just a little dry and brittle. I had gone a little too far with just letting it sit under a hat and I needed to do some rescue because it was cold so I was not trying to like get my hair wet um, pipes were like frozen over you didn't even have enough water coming through the pipes to wash your hair or to shower or anything and um, there was no no water to waste on hair every water had to be utilized for drinking so my hair got a little thirsty in that time and I tried you know different things to keep it satisfied coconut oil and different things but coconut oil in the winter time try olive oil is just it would be too much for my scalp and couldn't wash it so um I the first opportunity I got after we thawed out decided to do what I could with what I had and um, because the grocery stores there was no putting in a grocery order and even just the stores within walking distance did not have anything um, so I was drinking um, we were drinking water out of teeny tiny bottles of water I was so happy once we did not have mountains of plastic bottles around, but it was necessary for eating. We weren't even able to, um, we were under a boil water notice, and with my, I just, I, I live right by the, like, sewage treatment center, <laughs> so I just felt like our water was going to be worse than anybody's, um, and we had gotten sick. So, um, I just did not want to risk it. Like, they weren't even clear on if you should shower in it. So, it was like, nah, bruh, we're just going to wait. So, afterwards, um, no aloe, no nothing that I could order. Um, even couldn't get a grocery delivery because they were so backlogged. So, I had flax seeds and I had bottled water. And I... 
it had been over a year since I had made it and I just wanted to check my measurements really fast and ended up watching this nice lady's blog but whereas the recipe I made for myself before only had like you know a few tablespoons hers called for like two-thirds of a cup I don't know if that was a mistake but um, when I did it it just <laughs> I was so mad as soon as I like I should have known like when I was when I dumped it in the pan and I was like or when I was dumping the flax seeds in the cup and I was like this is a lot of flax seeds and looking at the amount of flax seeds in the jar and I was like this is a ton and you know she had called this the absolute best flaxseed recipe and then I boiled them and then I'm straining them to make my usual amount and I see that there is just so much and I had to like I I, uh, I boiled them a couple of times to just try to thin it out because it was so super thick and I want to say, did I boil you with aloe water? No. I do feel like there's aloe water in here. Like, I mixed aloe water in. But, um, it made so much. It made, like, two jars and a little half jar. And there's, like, no way I could ever get through this amount of flaxseed gel in life. Not with the amount of hair on my head or the amount of hair on my daughter's head. So I immediately had to find ways to use this. And I saw a uh, YouTuber do a flax gel treatment for um, seven days where she just coats her hair in it. Um, and does she does an hour-long treatment. I'm doing an overnight treatment because laziness. Um, and... Uh, then rinsing it out with cold water afterwards and going through the day and then doing it again that night and so I've already seen like a huge difference in the condition of my hair plus I am going back to using products that worked for my hair before that I stopped using because the natural hair community came out with all of these like no alcohol Oh my gosh, why would you do that? No, glycerin is bad. You know, petroleum, ah. So, just going back to things that worked before. Like, just remembering, like, when you loved your hair, what did you use on your hair? And going back and doing that. So, I bought um, this product that is um, a hair mayonnaise that I love. And just realizing that in my youth, I loved hair mayonnaise. And so there were a couple of different brands out there. So not big upping any brand, but I found one that was probably my absolute favorite. And I could order it off of Walmart or Amazon. But I, you know, realized that there's a... Uh, hair supply store that's right down the street from me that I could um, support and yeah I know it's um, you know not a black owned business it's a Korean owned business but um, it's a local business 
And so if I'm ordering it off of Walmart, who am I ordering it from? And Walmart has gone the way of Amazon and eBay in terms of having sellers who can buy old stock from thrift stores or whatever and then sell it brand new to you and you get some really crappy things so I decided it was worth it to me to not have something shipped to me to go down the street and support the Korean business owner that is supporting local people in the community with jobs um so yeah so I went there and I was looking for henna, but I found this stuff. And I was looking for henna, but I couldn't find anything. And if you're a local business and I've decided to come to you for something that I need, if you don't have it, I'm going to look around and try to find something else that I need because I still want to support. And I've already put into my head that I'm going to spend some money there that day. It's form of giving back so I looked around and I found this stuff and then I found this amazing brush that that's the sound of it um, I've seen people using it online but like it's always people doing their washing goes and stuff and the natural hair community is so crazy when it comes to their products and gadgets that I've always ignored it like okay that would be nice like I'm never really trying to stretch my hair or make it its absolute longest or most curliest or whatever I'm always just trying to keep it on my head and um, but I saw this brush and it was a good price and I was looking at it and seeing that like it's not really a brush it's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine individual combs shaped into the form of a brush. And so it's like nine individual wide tooth combs and using it is like magic. I'm kind of really mad in all of people's little essential what you need to know if you're going to big chop your hair that they don't talk about this brush and a little mad that just everyone in the world doesn't talk about this brush because it just seems to make sense if you have hair on your head I mean if you have curly hair on your head yes but even if I had straight hair on my head this brush just makes sense um nine combs oh my gosh so yesterday I found that also and um, I started to use I did the first treatment of the flax gel and the thing that I discovered is that I didn't like flax gel before because it just felt too drying on my hair Homegirl's recipe for the best flax gel ever, like, she really, really is right. Like, it's pretty amazing. Um, it's the only problem that I have with it is it's too much for me, so I'm going to need to adjust it to get this thickness without making this large of an amount unless 
I can find a way to preserve it. And I'm already on the hunt for that um, through a semi-local supplier. Um, because this is just, it's better than anything you could buy in the store. Um, so much better. Um, just because of the cost, but also because it doesn't have all of the crap that my hair hates in it. Uh, flax, flax gel can feel really, really, um, tacky to me to where I hate the way my hands feel no matter how many times I've washed them afterwards for like a while and I can't touch my hair or else I have the same feeling again but um, this does not have that feel it's just super moisturizing and it is super soft and it's not flaky so she was right there so I had to take all of my grumbling and complaining back and I am now just like hmm how can I keep this longer <laughs> but I think I'll just make it again and do the exact same thing that I did last time um, and because um, I think a lot of my process too is why it came out the way that it did so um, it was the first project that I've made in a while, first product that I've made in a while that I did with intention and, um, that I really enjoyed the, I really enjoyed the, like, tediousness of the, pro of the process. I've had, um, other times, like, that I've tried to make something and certainly have enough jars to prove it where I just really wasn't into it and made a crappy product and now I'm left to try to recycle it into something good because I put so much good crap in it instead of just realizing that it wasn't working and I wasn't digging it and so now it's like no but it's got all of this product in it so <sighs> And I was doing that with the flax gel, too. I made a big tub of crap in my refrigerator that I'm going to have to figure out how to. I was trying to figure out how to preserve the flax gel with what I had on hand and thinking that maybe making a cream would be the way to go. But I made something that feels really tacky, but I put a lot of really good ingredients in it. So I'm going to try to repurpose that um, but it's just something being ignored, but I have this entire jar, unadulterated jar that I did not do anything with, because I did realize to just call it quits, you know, and come back to it another day, and I'm so happy that I did, um, oh, it doesn't even smell bad, but the other thing, it smells really good actually the other thing that I realized and remembered that I did like about when I made flax gel was putting it on my skin that was something that I loved about it more so um, I put flax I did a flax mask on my hair and on my skin and I loved it and then I moisturized later on that night with aloe and coconut oil 
and today my skin is so smooth and so even and I just love it so yeah I feel like now I've been talking for forever this was a hair rant um yeah so much going on in the world right now with people and their rants um I'm don't really want to get into it if I were going to rant though I would rant about I care a lot don't watch that movie unless you just want to be really frustrated <laughs> really frustrated and maybe not for the reasons that you think um for me I know that I was supposed to be led down this trail of um, it's about capitalism, it's about women's empowerment, but that's not what I saw, um, and it, it pissed me off to shaking at the end, and yeah, my, my child was very, <laughs> very concerned, we had many conversations about different things, um, and now she has like, <laughs> a terminology for like things that really really bother her she's just like you know like after you watched I care a lot how you felt that's how I feel right now mom and I'm just like okay fair I can't argue with you when I'm trying to like oh well I'm sure they didn't mean it like that she's like no 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 you're not gonna tell me how I feel <laughs> remember how you felt this is how I feel so I can't even fight against it she's too clever but she doesn't abuse it, so that's why I believe her and validate her. Um, but yeah, so um, there's that. There's the whole like stop Asian hate, trans women are biological women. Um, what else? Black Lives Matter. Um, Antifa, like so many different rants. Um, being woke, like I remember when being woke was about black people discovering their hidden history and coming to terms with who they are, but, you know, like, oh, they might discover their Hebrew, like, let's, 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 let's reframe this, <laughs> let's reframe this, now woke is just being offended, like, <laughs> That's what it just universally stands for. If someone is offended, they're woke. And I remember there was um, my daughter's last year in her school. I had gone to a parent, um, a parent like t facilitator weekend for us to all like kind of bond and do activities that the kids do and talk. And um, there was this point where they were the teachers were <clears throat> kind of imitating like definitely like it was an inside joke amongst the teachers and the students but everything was I'm offended I'm offended by that and my child came home saying it all the time I'm offended by that I'm offended wait 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 and they would say it like in this joking fashion but um in my upbringing and my beliefs, we strive to not live in offense, to not be offended. And if we are offended by something our brother or our sister does, to tell them that 
you know, about the offense and why you feel some way so that you guys aren't harboring any kind of resentment or anything towards one another. So my child suddenly saying she was offended about everything, like we nipped it in the bud right away at home. Like, no, no, you know. Um, but now that's like what woke represents I started seeing um, SJWs and I'm like what is an SJW I had to google it and it's like a social justice warrior and you know snowflakes and being woke and I was just like what did I miss (laughs) when did woke become like any stupid opinion that you had in your head Um, and when was it for everybody? Like, it was a secret thing. Like, people were like, you know, it was kind of being woke was very much like Underground Railroad, um, you know, passing things through hymns and, and crap. And so to have it just exploited and put on display and used to justify so many ignorant things that disenfranchise, um, brown brown folks and and not brown not brown folks skin folk skin folk I will say um and not even that but a specific very much the the um the negroes that were brought here on slave ships and their descendants those folks made to disenfranchise us to keep us away from the history that we were um, very much um, peeling back the layers of lies and discovering the truth on, but also to um, also to like make a mockery of things and to keep the old um, systems of supremacy and uh, eugenics through abortion and, um, you know, further diluting the, uh, the Negro family with constant images of success only being shown in interracial pairings, um, and completely removing, uh, facets of the woman of the family and the image of God completely, and finally just like the complete bold and bald-faced rape of black women's culture, and I won't even say black women, but the Negro woman's like culture and uh, survival skills and um and um, instinct to fight, using that and exploiting that against them, you know, just as with the women's rights movement where, you know, black women were very much um, used for their voices and then not given the same rights, like kind of, you know, told we'll get back to that later. And, you know, with the gay rights movement and black women, you know, once again, stepping up with their voices and the feminist movement and black women stepping up and lending their voices and always being told we'll get back to you, even in the intersectional, you know, 
movement and in the natural hair movement where you have the voices that are being representative of success being those voices that are appeasing or diluted, um, diluted and diluted, um, and just kind of, you know, like everything just keeps coming back and tramping on that, and now you have, um, black women once again championing the rights of trans women as biological women and everybody else just needs to get on board and you are still once again sacrificing your right to be recognized as a human being first and secondly a woman to another group's rights I'm not saying that groups don't deserve rights, but I'm saying black women stop throwing Negro women. Listen here, Negro. Negra, Negrita, Negro. Listen here, Negro. Stop sacrificing your right as an individual to fight for the rights of those who trample on you. Stop doing that. Stop pulling your hair out of your head, trying to make your hair conform into ringlets that are not built into your DNA. Stop slicking your hair back in uh, painfully uncomfortable um, glue-requiring fashions that leave you praying and speaking in tongues over your edges. Please stop doing this. Please look at your skin. See the richness in it. Stop complaining about the darkness. They instilled that in you. He instilled that in you. The enemy. Who's that surrounding me? Enemy, enemy, you crossed the wrong boundary. Hey. You gotta, like, you gotta just shake yourselves of the blinders. You gotta shut it all down. You gotta shut down all of the messaging. You gotta shut down the imagery. You gotta shut down the sounds, the music, the conversation, the TV screens, the, the media. You have to shut it all down. You have to get to that place of silence and suffering so that you can see clearly the things that are not important, the things that don't matter, the things that are lies built around you to keep you separate from what is available to you. This is a a hair rant. But it's turned into a a come back, come on back. There's a Women's of Brewster's Place movie and Oprah Winfrey is playing this character that is not going to let this other hopeless little character die in her grief. And she's hugging her and she's pulling her out of the water and she's saying, come on back. 
I'm not saying you have to get all slave labor mammy on me with it, but just come back to the truth. Stop believing this BS that the Bible is a book of supremacy. The Bible is a book that was used by supremacy to fleece you, and it's still working. If you open that book, you will see it's about you. It's about the Negro. It's about you, and it's important. And any boule pastor that does not want you to hear that truth is a liar, whether they intend to be or not. You are, you are created in his image. Learn the true story of the gospel for yourself. And the pastors that are telling you to get into your word, but they're only preaching two scriptures from this book and this chapter and two scriptures from this book and this chapter and two scriptures from this book and this chapter and you don't know how it relates but it ends with their cash app they don't want you to know the word of God you gotta shut down that voice you gotta get in it for yourself and you got to drop all of these expectations. Just get into it. Like, you know, when you find, like, you're sitting somewhere and there's a bookshelf and you pull off a book and you don't know what it's about, but you know, like, you're there for a short time and you don't have time to read the whole thing. So you just flip through it to see what it's about and you find an interesting story or an interesting page and you take the time to take that in and the time that you're there. Do that with the Bible. And then, like, you'll, it will open itself up to you because it's a book that you can own and you can have within your home and within your heart. So you can take your time with it, but just discover it that way. It's not meant to be read consecutively. Don't listen to anybody. Don't give yourself this unrealistic expectation to read a chapter a day starting at Genesis and ending in Revelations. You will disappoint yourself. And you will feel far away from the word. There are some stories that are meant to be read consecutively. And you'll discover that when you get into it. Kind of like vignettes, you know, like a little story here, a little story here. But then when you really get into it, um, you can connect the stories that you're reading about in the New Testament to the Old Testament. You can look ahead from the Old Testament to the New testament to see how something played out because now there's history there's a connection it is a seamless it's a it's a history it's chronicles it's biographies it's visions it's dreams it's sermons it's life lessons it's proverbs it's wisdom it's the story of creation it's the story of ending it's the story of death and life and rebirth and love it's, you know, the story of finances and gardening and building your house, choosing your spouse and how to honor them, how to honor your children, how to discipline your children, how your children should honor you. It shows you every single thing. So get into it, listen to it, and then do it. Try it out.
the Lord says to try me. He says it to try him. And so you can try it out. Same way you try out a hack. Same way you try out a flax gel recipe. And you find that it works for your life or it doesn't. And sometimes you find that it doesn't work for your life because you didn't follow the instructions or the principle correctly. So this was a hair rant. It's an hour long. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> I'm going to get back to lovingly putting my hair away and then putting a beanie on it. And I, that's it. <laughs>